This episode is sponsored by Newbie Remote Conf. Newbie Remote Conf is a two-day completely virtual conference hosted by none other than Charles Max Wood. If travel expenses are an issue or you just can't afford to be away from home for two days, then join us. It's virtual. This conference is focused on people who are new to programming who want to learn what the pros know or just get a leg up in getting a job and getting into the programming community. We'll have speakers from all over the programming community to help you stay current in a Slack room where you can connect with speakers and other attendees in real time. We'll also have a live roundtable video chat for attendees and speakers, plus we'll provide the talk recordings to you within days of the conference. Early bird tickets are available for $150 until May 12th, and the call for proposals is open until April 28th. So come join us at newbieremoteconf.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the iFreak Show. Today on our panel, we have Andrew Madsen. Hello from Microsoft Build in Seattle. And I'm James Zuber, also from Microsoft Build in Seattle. And we have a guest today, um, Carl Patera. Carl, can you introduce yourself? Hi, sure. So I'm Carl Patera, and I'm a PM on the Microsoft Visual Studio Mobile Center product. And I'm heading a small team uh, of PMs who's looking at how app developers can learn from their app once it's on the, on the people's phones. Very cool. So we've talked a little bit about the, the mobile center in the past. What developments have come down the pipe since then? Well, we raised quite a, a lot of things. Uh, we've improved a lot all the DevOps portion, uh, especially the continuous integration and continuous distribution part, where now uh, we've released, obviously, the Android portion uh, for that, uh, but also uh, how we link between uh, uh, build, test, and distribute. And for example, just simple things uh, in your um, build definition that you do on Mobile Center, now you can ask for it to make automatic launch tests. So we are leveraging uh, the test cloud, so all the devices we have uh, in the cloud, uh, to just launch the application and make sure it doesn't crash. So that has a huge value because you can set like a, a set of devices where right after your build, you just make sure that it launches because one of the trickiest thing to fix is uh, once you release your app, making sure that doesn't crash before you can actually uh, catch it. Uh, so that's uh, one of the big new things, as well as automatically distributing uh, right after the the build to your uh, testers uh, to make sure that they get their app uh, the app as fast as possible. Yeah, so that's I, I mean I I know I can think of at least one friend who brings up how he one time shipped a bug that crashed on launch on every single <laughs> user's device and it somehow made it through the app store, which it, it boggles my mind. But um, but that's a problem, right? If the app crashes on launch and before the crash reporting stuff even gets a chance to actually report the crash, you're kind of in bad shape, right? I mean, hopefully you can reproduce it on your device. But um, So that that's kind of cool. So this is just sort of like a another level of veri- verification, another smoke test so that you don't have that problem at least go out. Yes, exactly. And the value here is to have it part of your process so that you don't even think about it, right? Most of the time, hopefully, it will be useless because like, stuff just works, but you want it to be useful for that one time that yeah. it doesn't work on you know, like that brand of devices that you didn't have the opportunity to test on. Right. So if I want to set up continuous integration, CI, on my app, is this available for Objective-C, Swift, Xamarin? Yes. All, so all three Definitely. platforms. Yes. All How do I platform. set it up for, say, a native iOS app? 
So for a uh, native iOS app, you just go to Bubble Center, you create an app, uh, you say it's iOS, and then you say whether it's uh, Objective-C or Swift, and you're ready to go. So it's really not just summary. Okay, does it work? So, uh, so say I want to run a bunch of unit tests. Mm -hmm. Does it work out of the box based on the test target? Yeah, so uh, in your projects, if you have unit tests defined and you, you check that option, they will be run automatically. Okay. What if, what if there's some some sort of configuration or customization of the build environment or the the testing environment? What kind of customization is possible? So th that's a great question. And what we've been trying to do is to really simplify the process. So having something that you can set up very quickly, which accounts for most options. Uh, now, definitely, as you say, you might want to, to customize uh, like some credentials or things like that, definitely in your build process. So that's something that we don't have just yet, okay. that we're working on and should be uh, released pretty soon. So definitely the, the requirement to, to be able to uh, at build time, uh, define some specific target environments, for example, environment variables and things like that is uh, super high demand. So that's definitely something we've been working on and should be out soon. Okay, well, that that's a good, honest answer. So um, CI, we talk about CI, we're talking about constantly building and running tests. Anytime somebody pushes code, a new build runs and tests run and you catch bugs quickly and you catch things that break the build quickly. Um, but there's also this part of it that sometimes gets lumped together, that's CD, continuous deployment. Um, is that something you... There's CI, but there's also CD, continuous mm -hmm. deployment. What does your support for that look like? So the, the whole point uh, of uh, defining a, a kind of a flow uh, with, uh, with Mobile Center is that uh, from the build definition, uh, you select a branch, you set up your uh, build, uh, test, and you set up which distribution group will receive... Uh, that that build. So if you want that, this will automatically happen. So you just set up who is going to be in that distribution group, and then automatically we will just send the build uh, to the to the to these testers. So they can be internal people, external. You just have to invite the people into your distribution group. Uh, they don't even have to have access to your environment or whatever. Just invite them uh, with an email address, and they can be in that distribution group. Are you using, I don't know if you're still calling it Hockey App. But I well, know yeah, David, actually Mobile Center is like Hockey App hockey V2. App. Yeah. So that's really uh, the future of Hockey App uh, is Mobile Center. So uh, we are uh, getting all the, all the things that are today in Hockey App into Mobile Center. And we want to go much further, um, okay, cool. make it much better even. So what are some quick wins? So if you've got a team, you've got an app out there, to, what are some things to set up first? You talk about running... You know, running a unit test, make sure you don't break something. What are some other simple things that you could do to improve your process? I think definitely is the the big win actually is the the time to get there, the, the time to having your build actually delivered uh, to your uh, device uh, while having all that all that chain already set up. So um, just to, to set up a build with a signature and uh, some uh, startup tests defined, uh, unit tests run, your distribution group uh, set up, and then uh, the app actually coming to your phone can be done under five minutes. And that's, in, in our opinion, something that's already a great win. And then uh, out of that, if you integrate the SDK, the mobile center SDK, and we have SDKs for analytics, crash reporting, 
very soon push notifications, uh, which is something that we're launching in the coming weeks. And uh, in-app distributions, so we have SDKs for all that, you get that also started very quickly with your group of testers and you can start learning as soon as you've done that. So the whole concept and our vision is that as a developer, I'm focused on what I want to do with my app and then I do a git commit. And I mean, as developers, we know that you're like, that's something that we do very often and that kind of concludes and kind of gets our, we get our reward when we do our git commit. And then that process kicks in and that's when this stuff go, gets out on people's phones. Yeah, that makes sense. I think we've all been a part of teams where if you start the app, you know, you're doing some work on it like, oh, we need this bill for this other person. And so you used to do a, a crazy mm-hmm. dance to get the provisioning profiles, adding the, you know, their, their, their device ID to it and getting that to the download. So that just took a, a bunch of time doing it. And mm-hmm. this way you can just do it simply. So you check yes. out the code. Would you do it on every commit, like to one branch, like the master branch or a feature branch, or do you tag it? How do you configure that? This That's your choice, built? really. I mean, usually you have several branches, and depending on you know, like which branch methodology you want to use, uh, you'll have different ways of doing it. And we're not really here to tell you, oh, you should be doing it only on the master branch. Or, I mean, no, that's your process. That's your choice. So our view is that you define, you have a build definition for any branch, and then you choose which branch goes to whom uh, and how you do it. Okay, so if I wanted to build every branch that started with feature, how would I set that up? Uh, you would have to set it up for every for each branch. We don't yet have a mechanism where you can say, hey, feature star, uh, here is the, the definition. Okay, so you can do, pick one branch, mm-hmm. say, say a master, yep. or develop, or just everything. So mm-hmm. anything that gets pushed gets yeah. built. And, yes. Okay. Does that affect the cost? Or how, how, how does that work if you have a bunch of branches? In- so we haven't um, published uh, the cost aspect of Mobile Center at the moment. So Mobile Center is a, is a preview product. Um, and we haven't uh, communicated on the cost aspect of it. But this. that means it's free right now, right? Yeah, at the moment it's free. But if you have 100 branches on there, people are just hacking on things, backups, different things. Does that affect how fast it runs? Do you get like one server? Yeah, we, we definitely have a concept of capacity because we have uh, there are only so many uh, machines that can build at the same time. So yeah, if you have really a very big number of things happening in parallel, you might get throttled at some point. But we don't experience that really at the moment. Okay. No, I, I've liked working in places where they've gone through and set up a workflow where the branches that you build get tested and any, any branch that you commit, you push up to your Git repository, gets built, and you can download an app from it. And mm-hmm. typically that's done by, it's always been done by Jira, and they've always had someone full-time working on mm-hmm. on build stuff, which that's expensive. To yeah, hire and stitching things together, right? And uh, When it breaks, when uh, mm-hmm. Xcode changes, things happen. And it's a great workflow, especially in cases like you're working with a designer, and they give you a design, and they don't supposed to say everything, so you like try a few things out, push it up there, you know, it shows up, is this what you want? And they go, yeah, that's great, or no, change these few things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a great workflow if you're a developer to get things uh, set up and get feedback on what you're doing. Even if I'm not complete with, I'm not done with this code yet. This feature is not ready to be committed and tested and gone through QA, but you can get instant feedback early on. Yeah, and I think it 
becomes even more powerful when you couple it with uh, crash and analytics. Uh, because uh, your example with the designer is someone you know. But you might you know, like work with uh, testers who, whom you know, but you don't, you don't have like, that constant contact and you know, like the, the ability to, to enter into a discussion. So you might need data. Uh, and you might need either uh, crash reporting uh, for issues with context and things like that, or just see, hey, what, what did they do? What did they do with, with the app? So if you have these SDKs in that you put on a, on a certain version, for example, you can start seeing, oh, that last build that I sent to these 10 or 15 people or 20 or however you, how, how many you want, then you can see, yeah, this feature I was working on because I tagged it, because I instrumented it with, with events, with properties and things like that, I, I can see whether they actually discovered it. So if my flow and if my application uh, makes that new feature discoverable, I can see whether they uh, went through the funnel. Uh, I can see if they had crashes or issues along the way. Uh, and I can start discovering that not, you know, like days or weeks later, just as soon as I made my commit, all the process kicked in, they get it, hopefully they install pretty quickly, and then you can start learning about that pretty quickly, which allows you to react. So you talked about a funnel. Is this like an analytics? Yeah, so definitely. Can so you explain like what a funnel is? Sure. So Mobile Center uh, includes an analytics uh, service. Uh, inside it, where we have an SDK and developers can uh, use that SDK to collect automatically data about uh, the people's devices, so like OS version, um, a language, a region, number of users, etc. But also instrument the app with events, which can be either uh, things people do or materializing the end of an action or uh, of, uh, of a logic. Um, and so you as a developer, you, you choose what you want to learn, so which events you will instrument, uh, and then uh, you will just see whether people do it or not by the number of events this gives you or with the special properties that you attach to it that gives context. Like, And to come back to your question about funnels, uh, let's imagine I, I need a, a login process in my app. So uh, people uh, get the app, then at some point they might go into a section uh, with a login screen. Uh, they type their uh, credentials and then hit login, and then it may succeed or fail. And at these steps, you want to have different types of information. You want first to know whether they went actually to the login page, uh, because if they don't, that's a major problem for you, because it means they might not use the app. So that's one thing you definitely want to learn. Uh, then you might want to check at each, at each step whether uh, they, for example, type the right information, or if you have some validation on that form, uh, whether it passed or failed the validation. Because again, if everybody fails the validation, you might have also a problem you need to fix there, because that's a, a major friction. And then once they hit login, uh, you want to know how many succeed or how many fail, why it failed. Is it like a bad password? Is it like an unknown person or you know, like these kind of things? So all these things are things you want to learn because if they don't get past that login screen, they may never use the, the value of your app and the whole purpose why you, you made that app. Uh, and that's what really 
the analytics uh, service will bring you is it will give you these kinds of insights which tells you whether what you did is go going into the right direction or if there is big things that you may want to address early on in the process. Okay. So we have something like login screen like you talked about. This is something that we want our users to do. We want them to log in so we know who they are so they could do more things with the app. How do we get this information in the code in our application? So we have an Objective-C Swift app. How do we say you press a button, you go into a login screen. How do we identify those things to the server that we can monitor? Mm -hmm. So there, there are two parts to that process. One is you as a, as a developer understanding what you want to learn. So uh, making the thought process of I want to see if people actually succeed logging in. The result of that is you, you say, oh, maybe I should, if people press that button, I'd like to know whether they did it or not. And once uh, my web service, for example, comes back, I want to know what the answer is, if, if it was positive or negative. And in that case, I will send that information back to the analytics tool. So that's is more that like... Is that through an SDK in, in so, code? Yeah, so that, the, that first part was like, deciding what you want to learn. And then the second part is actually instrumenting it. So the instrumentation is through the SDK, the Mobile Center SDK. It's done really simple, uh, in a simple way. So you, we have a, a pod that you just install, and then you have a one starter line, so one line to initialize the SDK, so like mobilecenter.start, and then you give the credential of your app that you will find on the mobile center uh, portal, and you define which modules of the SDK we want. So we have a very modular SDK where you can say, I only want analytics, or I only want crash reporting, or I only want in-app uh, distribution, for example, or I want all of them. So you can initialize like that. We have also methods to control opt-in, for example, or opt-out. So you can deactivate the SDK even before starting it to make sure that you ask the question to your users whether they, are, they agree to that or not. So, or you can just let it uh, do it. So as a developer, you have the choice uh, of uh, doing that. And then to collect that information on the press of the button, um, you uh, just call one line track event. Uh, you give a name to your uh, event. You give optional properties that will give context uh, to that event, and then it's ready to go. Uh, you just have to build, run your application, and you'll see on the mobile center portal, you have a section called log flow, which will show you um, actually all the data that goes through our server just to check, hey, did that work or not? And then you have a, a real analytics event section where you can see how many uh, of these events happened, etc. So that, uh, what, what you're just getting to there was going to be my question. Collecting the data is one thing, but to really have that data be useful, you also need to be able to look at it and make sense of what, yeah. what, what the data you're getting back means. What kind of tools does Mobile Center provide for doing that part? So we present a number of charts and, uh, and tables. So the two key things are counts, so counting the event over time, as well as counting users, uh, because you want to check whether it's like everybody doing it or if it's like a few people doing it very often. So, so that's, you need to have these two information. And then uh, we also provide a distribution um, of the, the 
properties, so the context I was talking about, um, to, for you to understand for a specific event, uh, what's the distribution in terms of the number of events sent uh, for a spe specific value. So let's imagine that your login uh, event has like success or failed, uh, or like you had a, a login failed event, but you wanted to know why. Uh, so that's, these are the kind of special properties that you want to collect. Okay, cool. Is that, is the way you can look at that customizable? So do you get sort of a dashboard or how does, how does that work? Yeah, so you, you'll have a page where you'll see all the events uh, you collect and we provide kind of a summary uh -huh. of the information so that you can spot pretty quickly, you know, like things that change, mainly, you know, like uh, progress or uh, things that go down. Uh, and then when you're interested in a specific event, you just click on it, you go to a second page where you have all the details for okay. that for okay. that event. So cool. either the more like summary or exploratory going into an event. So let's talk about crash reporting because that's another, I mean, I mean, it sort of falls under analytics, but it's, a, it's about learning um, what users of your app are actually seeing. And it's really important because if users are seeing crashes, that's never a good thing. So what kind of crash reporting tools does Mobile Center provide? So that's a, another area where we uh, inherit from uh, OkiApp and uh, the, really the, the quality of what OkiApp has been uh, delivering. So we use the, the same mechanisms for, for the crash reporting. So basically the way it works is uh, you integrate the crash SDK uh, into so the crash module of the SDK into the app. And then when the app crashes, at the next session, so the next time the person uh, starts the app, the crash will be sent. Again, we have callbacks that allow you as a developer to potentially ask the question from the users, hey, do you agree uh, to, to send that crash? So again, you have the, the, the choice of defining that depending on your privacy policy. And then if all goes well, uh, we, we send the crash to the backend. Then the crash will be, there will be counts, but it will also be symbolicated if you upload the symbols. Of course, if you use the full chain of CI, well, if you build the app with Mobile Center, these symbols are already there. So we use them directly. You don't have to upload anything. But if you come from a different direction, then you have the, the option to upload your symbols so that we can symbolicate the crashes. So you symbolicate crashes. I think there are some other other things that sometimes can be nice. Well, you said, so you get counts, right? Because it yes. may be that you get one crash, but it almost never happens. And then you've got another crash that's happening pretty frequently. Yeah. Obviously, one's more important than the other. Yes. Uh, so on, on the crash uh, reporting, the, the most important is the first decision you make is, should I care or not? Uh, and uh, of course, when it starts, it's like small. So you, you think like, okay, um, I'll, I'll look at it. And I, I'll, you know, like, I'll monitor it. And then as it takes steam, you might want to do something. So that's why, where the analytics of crashes kicks in. So we have things like a crash number of crash-free users, number of crash per day um, for all the crash groups. So we group the crash when we think they are even if the path is slightly different, they are the same thing. Um, so if the, the crash, we, we will count the number of crash per crash group, etc. Uh, and that's where you as a developer, you start prioritizing. So you think, oh, this thing affects actually quite a number of users, so I should take care about it. And maybe I should prioritize that against a feature or against something else I was planning on doing. So how do you separate the different crash groups? Is it automatically for you? 
but yes so mobile center will automatically group the crashes when we think that they are the same one okay. uh, so usually you know things like the the blame so the the line that where in the app the crash happened okay so like line, uh, things like line that code anything else so uh, there are a number of signals that uh, help our algorithm uh, defining that it's uh, that it's actually probably the same crash okay my next question is kind of about why use mobile center because you're not the only solution out there there are a few others i think the first party one we're ios developers and so so are our audience so the the first party one is to use something like xcode bots for ci upload to test flight test flight has some kind of built-in crash reporting you don't really get the analytics part so that's that's one thing but what what makes mobile center an attractive option for mobile developers that may already know about some of the other solutions that are out there yeah definitely i mean there are definitely a bunch of tools on all these categories uh, around and you, you have uh, things to, to manage your builds, things to, to, to do tests, to distribute. You have different analytics tools, crash reporting, push notifications, etc. I think what we want is to provide a unified experience where you go to one place to both you know, like define what you want to happen and get your information. And it makes your life easier. What, what we are trying to do is try to you know, like save time and make lives of developers easier. And, uh, and we believe that it's easier when you can you know, like follow most of your process uh, in one tool. So I, I think that's the really our North Star is making sure that all the tools we provide will have uniform experience, APIs, the SDKs will be modular so you can choose but still at the same time have the same experience so that you don't have to learn different ways of doing things. And then the whole process without you stitching together as we were talking earlier, different tools together just works. Well, that makes sense. And that's, I mean, that that actually is a real advantage. I've learned in, in working on CI that kind of the whole point of, of all of this is to reduce friction, right? If if you've got a solution that works, but it requires a developer to click multiple buttons and type things in and take 10 minutes every time a build goes out, well, that's not really continuous mm, deployment exactly. anyway, right? <laughs> so the, the easier you can make that whole process, um, the I think the more useful it is. Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely our vision for that. So what's next for a mobile center? What do you, th- what do you think is going to happen down the road? Um, so really progressing on that aspect. So you were asking me questions, for example, about customizing environments. Yeah. So that's definitely you know, like something that we are uh, working on. Uh, on analytics, we want to bring uh, much more segmentation. So the ability to uh, analyze the, the information we get um, uh, with you know through different angles. So hey, what's happening for the people who uh, logged in through a special method or things like that? Uh, push notifications definitely uh, is also a tool that uh, a lot of people are asking us to also provide. So we're working on that uh, and the ability to uh, be able to define some scenarios with uh, notifications uh, based on uh, different types of behavior. Uh, so these are the kind of things we're working on. But again, uh, I think the main uh, and part of energy that we are uh, putting in the product is uh, looking at that cycle and see where we could redu- further reduce friction and make it uh, more uh, more useful. I talked, or can't remember for sure, but 
I've actually used the Azure Mobile Engagement, I think it's called, which is mm-hmm. push notifications, but specifically to increase engagement with your apps. Is that is that something that will be part of Mobile Center or is? So we are definitely uh, integrated into Mobile Center, uh, some of the scenarios uh, of mobile engagement. So the analytics part, for sure, uh, the uh, segmentation uh, based on the behavior uh, and push notifications. We may not go as far as mobile engagement was going uh, for the marketing aspect of it, like uh, organizing campaign, chaining campaigns, things like that. But definitely the part where you can uh, define a push, have a UI and address it to a, a certain segment of people uh, based on their behavior is something that we would like to, to be part of a mobile center. That sounds really great. I think a lot of our listeners have probably done something with push notifications in the past. And I think for a lot of iOS developers, it's an area where you just try to avoid having to do any of the work to implement it mm-hmm. if you can, because traditionally it's not a simple thing to get working, especially if you're doing the server side part of it too. So um, I wonder, I mean, is, is that sort of your vision for, for push notification support is to make it as painless as possible for developers to actually implement that in the app? Definitely. Our ideal is that, you know, just like the analytics service, for example, you have that one starting line where you initialize your SDK and you just say, please add push. So you just add push and push works. So that's... Very simple. We'd love to to give developers. Is there anything else we should talk about? I think we covered most of the topics. All right, let's let's get to the picks, Carl. Yeah, so something I'm very uh, passionate about and that I love doing here in Seattle is just getting out and uh, going on the mountains and walking for hours uh, up there and just empties my head and you're like gives me. Uh, makes me fresh again and full of energy for uh, what I do all day, all days here. So, yeah, that's what I definitely You can only recommend. code so much, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and if you're like me, some of your best ideas and, and best breakthroughs on problems come when you're not sitting at your desk in front of your computer. Yes. Uh, usually, you know, like when you're able to switch off and turn to some other thing, especially when you discover new things, when you come back to, to what you do every day, you, feel, you see it from a totally different perspective, and that's what helps the creation process. Yeah, I think every developer has spent hours hacking on a problem, and the solution comes to them within 50 minutes of showing up the next day. Yep. Or in the shower or, in or something. The shower. Or, or you <laughs> wake up like, wait, I got it. Just like, right. get away, do something. Go for, go for <laughs> I, a hike. I think being out in nature, though, really can, can uh, help I'm jealous. We don't have mountains in Minnesota, but uh, we have some hills. I'm from Utah. We have mountains. I think we have mountains bigger than mountains right around Seattle. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thanks for uh, coming out and sharing the mobile center with us. And Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thanks, Carl. Thanks. It was good to talk to you. It was a great discussion. All Thank right, you. We'll, we'll see you all next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.